I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. We are best friends and dietitians. We have a goal of challenging nutrition misinformation and fitness trends with an evidence-based approach. Each episode, we will dish up our thoughts about the latest facts on a popular health-related topic. We're the Upbeat Dietitians. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Upbeat Dietitians podcast. Hello, everyone. We are so excited to be back with you guys. It feels like a very long time since we've recorded just a one-on-one episode, but I know that how this is coming out, it will not have been a long time. (laughs) No, they're like, what are you talking about? We just heard you one-on-one like two weeks ago. (laughs) We have a lot of guests coming up. It's very, very exciting, but we're excited to chat with you today about joyful movement and intuitive exercise. This is something that's being incorporated a lot more and like from like an intuitive eating approach, you've probably seen joyful movement some social media. If you're in the anti-diet space at all, even just like a glimpse of it, we're going to talk a lot more about like how can exercise fit into an intuitive eating approach? What exactly like might be reasons why exercise might not be joyful because oftentimes we talk about it as like almost a punishment for like eating habits or whatnot. And then we'll talk about potentially some like, like why joyful movement specifically could be beneficial and then how specifically you can incorporate joyful movement in your life. So that way it's not uncomfortable and not fun. Yeah. I think it's a really good topic for a lot of reasons, but like what I'm thinking of is I often talk to people and they like think they despise exercise. And of course they do, because we'll go over a few reasons today, but they've been doing it for all these reasons that are just rooted in punishment and hating yourself and burning calories. So there is another way to view movement as we'll go into today. But first of all, what even is this joyful movement thing? Like Emily said, if you follow like either of us on our individual social medias, you've seen us talk about it. I think we do it quite frequently. There are even some accounts that like are dedicated to like joyful movements, kind of like their whole niche, which is pretty cool. Um, but it is a term that it's frequently used in the intuitive eating space, the health at every size space, the body positive space. Those are likely the, the corners of the internet where you would be seeing these people talking about joyful movement. And in its simplest form, joyful movement is just simply a way of approaching exercise that emphasizes pleasure rather than weight management, which I think is kind of the key there because again, a lot of times we view exercise just as a way to make our body look a certain way, burn calories. We're punishing the cookie or ourselves eating the cookie last night or whatever it is. And so of course that makes it not super joyful. No, especially with that removal of the weight management side of it plays a huge part of it. Cause I Mm -hmm. feel like almost everyone I talk to like starts off. We talk about this actually in that podcast episode with Steve, Mm. where oftentimes people get into exercise for aesthetic reasons and it's not potentially as sustainable unless you find older ways to kind of motivate yourself to exercise and work out. So let's jump into like reasons why exercise may not be joyful. I feel like you already have a probably a good idea of why <laughs> we've kind <laughs> of laid it on the head. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 
firsthand is it oftentimes is associated with like negative experiences of dieting. Like Hannah said, like with the cookie example, you didn't succeed in a diet or like maybe you overate brunch. I feel like oftentimes I always hear like, I have to go walk off this meal or I'm going to go exercise like for 30 minutes to an hour longer to burn the calories that you might've eaten a little bit more potentially early in the day or the previous day. Also, if you're oftentimes along with like, we talk about a lot of fad diets on here or just like fad programs and trends. And if you're going from like the extreme of like not eating a little or severely restricting and then over-exercising, you're putting your body under a lot of stress. And this can also make exercise not joyful because you're not feeling your body properly with food. And then you're putting it through this exercise regimen that potentially you're not used to. And then also your body's kind of like, what is going on? How, how am I supposed to function or get through this? So that low calorie and like high intensity exercise or just high duration as well. Maybe not even intensity um, could be a really stressful combination for your body and for like your mental health as well. Yeah. I feel like simply put like dieting just like really sucks. And oftentimes, oftentimes dieting does involve some form of like movement rules. Like you have to do five days of Tabata or whatever it is with the diet. And of course we've talked about how diets don't work before on here. And so of course you feel like if the diet didn't work and the movement that was a part of that also didn't work, that movement is just like, not for you. It's just not a good thing. Like if you don't like it anymore, like you feel like you didn't succeed with movement. I hear that all the time. Actually, people will say, oh, I've tried going to the gym or I've tried going for walks or I've tried, I mean, doing whatever it is. And it doesn't work for them, which by work, they mean, they didn't lose weight doing it. And so they feel like it's just not worth doing. They're like, what's the point? I didn't lose weight. I didn't meet this body standard I was uh, trying to achieve. And so it just wasn't a good fit for me. So I just kind of gave up and we'll go over why in a little bit movement can offer more than just shrinking your bodies. We'll give some kind of tips there, but I hear that one a lot too. I'm sure you do too, Emily of like, I didn't lose weight. So I just stopped doing it. Yeah. I feel like that's a good way to put it though. Is like the biggest reasons people stop is because they don't see those external changes. Yeah. Especially if it doesn't happen quick enough too. Like even if you do change your body with exercise, which is possible. Um, if people don't see it really quickly and that is their main reason for doing it, that will also lead to them stopping. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very similar to bad diets. And dieting. Yeah, exactly. Similar premise with the, yeah. Which is our next point actually, which oftentimes actually almost all the time, fad diets are super low in calories and or carbs lately specifically is kind of the thing to cut out. Of course, everyone's like demonizing bread. We all know that whatever, not today's topic. Um, but of course, when we exercise, our body just so happens to use calories and carbs for energy. And so If we don't have enough of either of those, the movement is going to be less than fun if we don't have the energy we need to do that movement. So that's a big part of it too, is of course, we're not eating enough. Our body can't move as efficiently as it could if we were eating the right amounts of food. Carbs are very important. We like carbs. This is a carb stand account 
in calories to any count, but it really is. <laughs> but yeah, it's just your body doesn't want to be under you're already putting it under stress when you exercise. And then if you without that feeling component, it can make it even tougher. It sucks. Like it's really hard to exercise on like an empty stomach. We just talked about like forever ago in like one of our fitness myths episodes about um, like fasted exercise, which to recap here, you don't need to be doing that, but like, it really sucks. Like you, like, I don't know. I feel like my stomach is like eating itself when I try to do a workout on an empty stomach. Like it is just not a good time. Yeah. I feel like I only get it from like a running standpoint. I can't eat within a certain amount of time because I'll cramp easily. But like, if it was like a long time without eating and then you, I work out, it's not fun. Well, you can't like concentrate. Yeah. You're weaker. You're just thinking about food. (laughs) And if you think about like, dieting for a long time like you have no stores either of energy because you haven't been eating enough for weeks months years so like from a running standpoint even if you don't eat right before you run your body still has some energy likely in the form of glycogen or whatever that it can use but if you haven't been eating enough chronically then your body is just like completely tapped out no bueno no no bueno no bueno (laughs) poo poo on that (laughs) (laughs) poo poo for no car (laughs) Um, another reason why joyful movement might not be fun is because you're exercising compulsively or overtraining. And this always comes to the part where I always bring up like the, like grind never stops or like no days off or like more, more is better. And more is not always better. Like that hustle culture is very deceiving and also very toxic from an exercise standpoint, especially. And a couple signs that potentially you're participating like, or you're, you exercise more compulsively is like, you feel guilty if you miss a day, hence the no days off. Ugh, yes. Mindset. Um, exercising as a punishment for eating quote unquote, too much food, or you have a means of preparing for an upcoming meal through exercise whether it's like a specific type or workout or what you're going to do to prep for a big meal or whatever's coming up or even drinking. We'll say that as well. Oh yeah. Like if you know you're going to go out and drink more and then you exercise a little bit more to make up for it. Another sign potentially of red flag. Com- <laughs> Lots of red flags here. Another sign you might uh, compulsively exercise is if you have the fear of waking, if you take off time from your exercise regimen or routine, if you have the inability to stop exercising, even if you're injured or sick where your body needs to rest and you feel like you can't not exercise. Um, If you experience significant rapid weight loss, that's not a great thing, even though I feel like that's always uh, an advertisement. Yes. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, lose 20 pounds in two weeks. That's not a good thing. No. (laughs) Your body does not like change, especially that quickly. Um, And then some other potential signs of some compulsive exercise behaviors is using exercise to press emotions or to suppress emotions 
and then reducing activities in other areas of life to make up time for exercise. So like oftentimes like shortening your sleep schedule or missing out on social engagements to exercise or not going to dinner or whatever it is so you can work out or get your two, three hour workout for the day or whatever it is. I'm getting flashbacks to college. I think I did like all of these things. Oh, you have a cold (laughs) too bad. Like you're still going to go to the co-rec and squat as much as you possibly can. Oh, you're hungover today. That sucks. You're going to the gym anyway. Dangerous. First of all. Oh yeah. Second of all, just chill. (laughs) Past Hannah, not you guys. I'm not being that direct to you. I'm trying to be kind and gentle. You guys take your time, learn your lessons, but past Hannah just needs to grow the F up. <laughs> Shouldn't, isn't that like a therapy lesson where you have to be as kind to yourself as you are to others? So we all know that <laughs> this ends up being a therapy session for me. So yes, past Hannah, I guess would be nice to you too. And future <laughs> Hannah and present Hannah. No, but I see it was like, I don't know how your body was under that much stress between like, not even just the stress of like school and you were working like three jobs. So you were also ignoring its cues to rest. How does someone function? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't have the answers. (laughs) Yeah. We survived. Yeah. we, We made it through. We got our degrees. We're employed. <laughs> yeah, those that's degrees are really exactly. serving us well. Yeah. That's the purpose of college. To yeah. get us degrees and jobs. Especially when they're degrees that are just so... Uh, what's the word? Let's just say good. Let's just say they're good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, those are some signs that maybe you are compulsively exercising Let's go over some like physical symptoms of like actual like overtraining, which is like a condition that like can happen when you are compulsively exercising. So uh, poor sleep could be a big one. Your body is just like, ah, all the time. Like it's constantly (laughs) stressed out. And so of course you're not sleeping well as a result of that. And then because of that, as well as your body trying to take care of itself and recover from exercise, you also are having prolonged fatigue. Like you just feel like no matter what you do, you just cannot make your body feel like it has energy because you are like just zapping it of all of it that it has when you do your workouts constantly. Um, Increase in tension, anxiety, and anger. Those could be signs. And I want to say too, that these are not, of course, like if you have anger, doesn't automatically mean that you're overtraining, (laughs) of course, (laughs) but all these things together could be a part of that. If you are also definitely overtraining. Um, inability to relax could be a big one, decreased motivation and moodiness. A lot of these are like mental and emotional. Um, like your brain is just like reacting to all the physical stress that you're putting it through, um, poor recovery. You're feeling sore for days, which is normal when you first start working out. Like what, what are you laughing at? I was thinking of when we went to the co Oh my God. Oh, I feel like I've talked about, I don't know if we've actually talked about this. Have we told this story? I don't know, but I was thinking about when, (laughs) okay. So backstory, I like Hannah was in college. Hannah was like very much into weightlifting and I like mostly did running 
And occasionally she'd bring me to the co-ride <laughs> and I was very apprehensive of it because of every time I'd go, I'd be sore for literally weeks. Cause I was like squatting, obviously not as much as her, but like, well, I should be starting it. Cause I was like, Oh, Hannah's lifting so much. I need to lift more than I'm used to. To the point that I like couldn't get up into my lofted bed. I was just thinking of that specifically. Yeah. Like we had these like lofted, it's like climb a ladder to get into our bed in our dorms. And Emily would like tell me that she like couldn't even get into her bed. (laughs) It would take me like at least five minutes to get up. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So it was not overtraining. I was just going to say, okay, so that's a good thing to bring up actually, because poor recovery like it can take a long time to recover if you're kind of new to that kind of movement, if it's like a new type mm-hmm. of movement for you, or if it's been a long time, or if you push past your, <laughs> past your limit, <laughs> which I yeah. definitely was not helping the case there either. I was probably like, yeah, I get it girl. <laughs> um, but of course, if you have been training consistently for a while, your body should be getting used to it. Um, this could be a sign that you are overtraining if your body isn't recovering very well. But yeah, it's normal if you're kind of a newbie to it, or if again, you're kind of going a little bit past what you should be to feel that DOMS, that delayed onset muscle soreness for quite a few days. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, on the flip side too, like I would try to go running with you and I'm like dying and I'm like, just like, let's do it. (laughs) That's true. It's like when you're moving muscles, you're not used to, or like just like doing my lungs were like, absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. So we were challenging our bodies. We're doing different movement to keep it on its toes. Yeah. You know, I know that's not a great thing. (laughs) Yeah. Muscle confusion. Not a thing. It was confused. I was. (laughs) They were confused and (laughs) it proves it is not a good thing because they took forever to recover. Yes. (laughs) Um, And our last sign here of overtraining could be increased or decreased appetite, actually. Um, of course the increased perhaps could come along from just your body is burning gobs and gobs of calories. And so your body's yelling at you to like eat more. Um, but you might also experience decreased appetite from again, that chronic stress you're putting your body through your body has that to worry about. And so the last thing is thinking is let's send this chick some appetite, you know, cues like right now we're worrying about keeping our body safe from all this stress um, sending these strong hunger and fullness cues are not our priority right now, but you might even experience that like more acutely, like after a workout, you may not feel like you're really hungry right away, which is a normal thing to happen because again, you just kind of put your body through us an acute stressful situation and you may have decreased appetite for a little while, but that's normal. Um, but if it's like a chronic thing where you're not feeling hungry ever, even though you probably should be with all the movement you're doing, um, that could be again, a sign of overtraining for sure. Oh yeah. So now that we've talked about potentially some signs or like reasons why exercise might not be joyful, let's talk about the benefits of joyful movement. You've made it through to the happy side (laughs) of the episode. So we actually wrote a blog post about this and we can include it in the description. If you want to, if you're more of a visual reader and at at this point, you don't want to listen to us anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we've heard as I, it has been drilled into our brains that exercise is good for us like that's not something new we're spewing upon you and generally that's 
true for the most part. Exercise can improve mental health, improve sleep quality and quantity, can boost our energy levels and reduce risk of like a variety of different chronic conditions. But if exercise is only done to out of like result of like a punishment for food choices or a means to shrink our body, it we probably wouldn't consider that quote unquote healthy. So one of the first benefits of incorporating joyful movement is to foster a positive relationship with exercise. So we always talk about like your relationship with food. Now we're going to focus on your relationship with exercise. So some questions to ask yourself are to evaluate your relationship with exercise. Ever dreaded doing a workout? Do you feel guilty if you missed a scheduled workout because you were tired or had other plans? Have you ever exercised just because you ate quote unquote badly the day before? Do you prepare quote unquote for a meal you were planning to eat later or drinking later? If you answered yes to any of these, potentially these could be sign of an signs of a negative relationship with exercise and you might not have, it might be playing into that. Similarly, like to the like guilt and shame mindset or like feelings around food, it could be just more specifically like your relationship with exercise could be harming your mental health and maybe you might not be getting the most out of it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I second all that. Yeah. Not yeah. Um, so all in all, when using movement as punishment or doing it because you quote unquote should be, it takes away the pleasure and joy of that can come from exercise. Exercise does not need to be an uncomfortable, not fun thing to do. When you find joyful movement or find exercise that you actually like have fun doing and don't mind, you'll improve your relationship with exercise and your body as well. That plays a huge part into it as well, where you kind of remove or like what we talked about, like with the beginning is removing that correlation or association with like weight management and exercise and like joy and exercise. Yeah. Cause I can't go together. I always tell people that it may not be your life's passion to like, let's say go for walks, but I should probably say that quieter because Finn's close by. But if you, <laughs> it's, least, be, it's my passion, you know, like come in here and just like look around. I heard the W word. <laughs> yeah. It's my passion. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Dogs. That is dog's joyful movement. Think about what your dog would want. You know, see how happy your dog is when you take it on a walk. I I could say that. I don't have I anyone. Then you're good. I don't have anyone here. That's good. Bobby's not going to jump up. <laughs> want to go out. Um, but think about that, finding something that it makes the way your dogs react to walking, find something that sparks that same emotion. I don't know if that extreme though, cause they get really excited. That's what I was just trying to say. And then I got sidetracked. Like it may not be your life's passion to go for W A L K's, but if you at least like, kind of like it and it's not dreadful and it's not a punishment, then that could be a good sign that it's at least kind of joyful for you. Cause like we mentioned earlier that people often say they absolutely despise exercise and that may kind of be the case. And you may feel that still, as you are kind of unpacking 
this like relationship you've had with it for a long time, which we challenge you to do as you listen to this episode. But um, while you hopefully won't absolutely hate everything as you kind of work through these different things and kind of figure out what you do like to do, um, you're not gonna like everything either. Like I absolutely do hate running. Like that is not joyful for me. <laughs> like, is it good for you? Yeah, but also you can get your body moving in other ways that are not absolutely dreadful. I feel like the gym is often like what people think of when they say they hate exercise. Like they try going to the gym and not everyone likes the gym and that is absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. I hear that all the time. Like the gym has the stereotype of, of like being the place you have to go to get a good workout in, but we'll give some examples in a little bit, but that does not have to be what you do. There's like a different like ideas of what you do. I, I feel like honestly, it's like weightlifting and like running are two of like the biggest ones that are yeah. like your only options you can do. Exactly. When there's a lot other forms of movement you right. can incorporate. And if you like those, cool. But if you don't, that's okay too. So one more uh-huh. benefit of joyful movement, there probably are tons of others, but on our list for today is when you find your version of joyful movement, you're likely to stick with it for a lot longer versus like, let's say you absolutely do hate running, which I'll give my own personal example because I do hate it. In the past, I've like tried to stick to a running routine, but because I don't actually find that joyful at all, I do it for like two weeks and I'm over it. And I like cannot maintain that for very long. But like, I found that for me, I really do enjoy weightlifting. So I've been doing that for like seven years at this point, um, pretty consistently. And of course you'll have periods of time where life gets busier and you have to do it less or times you'll have more free time to do it. And that's just life being life. But generally finding your version of joyful movement will mean that you are able to stick to it a lot more consistently, which is of course good for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I have like almost like the opposite relationship with weightlifting. I wouldn't say I hate it. I feel like I just like, don't know what's going on. (laughs) So I like, don't, I, I'm not creative enough to like, I know the resources I have for like think putting together what to exercise to do. Um, and I also know like way back when you wrote me a weightlifting <laughs> routine. <laughs> um, but beyond that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to think about what I have to do. Whereas like, that's why I like running because I don't, I have to figure out where I'm going to and that's it. One foot in front of the other <laughs> is really all you got to think exactly. about. <laughs> that's, I really just need to get out there. And then from there and out, I don't have to do any thinking. It's um, true. I do but, have the benefit of being a personal trainer. So I have that like education behind it too, which really does help, which if you have the the means to do so, and you do like lifting weights, getting a trainer could be a really good tool for you. I will yeah. say not always very accessible, be very pricey, but it could be a good tool if you have the budget for it. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. So let's talk about how to incorporate joyful movement because we've really talked it up. <laughs> and <laughs> now you're probably like, well, how do I do this? I don't, if I just like stop thinking about my relationship with it and like consistency with it. So first and foremost, and this is going to be probably one of the most challenging pieces of it is removing weight loss being the focus of the purpose for exercise one from we talked about the trans theoretical 
state change like stage model oh. a couple times potentially yeah. and this is something where we've learned about just like kind of what keeps you motivated over long periods of time and focusing on something external is shown to not lead to sustained motivation whereas like if you look for something more internally like joy and like happiness compared to aesthetic changes it's led to more sustained like energy or exercise patterns so removing weight loss being the main focus potentially being like what about this specific type of exercise or just exercising in general makes me want to an example I always provide is like personally, and this isn't to say you have to do this. You just, you got to do some reflection and figure out what works best for you. I like do it primarily for like mental health purposes, not even like anything physically. And that seems to help me the most. Um, so finding something that this might be like skipping ahead of a little bit, but finding something that works for you, that's not weight loss related. And on the flip side of it, so like removing the weight loss component, it's like using weight loss as a means for exercise abuse can also be something that we need to start challenging and focusing in like, how do I utilize exercise in my everyday life? Like, do I use it as a means to make up for overeating or whatnot, like more of like that punishment side of it, maybe not the weight loss, but like it's a compensation tool for other aspects of your life. Yeah. So like, basically it can kind of go one of two ways where if we use exercise just for like weight loss purposes, we might either stop doing it when we don't see the payoff or like, forget this. Like it's not actually working. If by working, you mean losing weight or maybe you do see the results. And so you keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And like you are consistently over-exercising and that could lead to again, that exercise abuse, AKA overtraining, compulsive exercise, whatever you want to call it. So it can kind of go one of two ways there. And both extremes are not going to be beneficial in the long run. So our next tip for how to actually incorporate this beloved joyful movement is to shift the focus, like Emily kind of said already, actually into more of like the internal side of things, like how it's feeling versus like the external numbers games. Like how many calories did I burn? How many steps did I take? Did I close the rings on my Apple watch? What does the scale say? When we focus on this external information, we are much less capable of tuning into our internal interceptive awareness of like how it's actually feeling. So some questions to ask yourself if you're like wondering how do I even like figure out how it's feeling um like if it's benefiting me in an internal way um you could ask like when you're actually doing the workouts like generally like how do you feel good or bad <laughs> if the sign or if the answer is bad maybe ask like why that is. is is it just simply not joyful or are you overdoing it maybe you can kind of back off a little bit um if it's feeling good of course chase that feeling um how are you feeling during periods of like inactivity too? Like, are you feeling pretty stressed and anxious that you're not doing exercise? Um, are you worried about weight gain happening or how many calories you're not burning? Those could be signs that maybe that could be unpacked and challenged a little bit. Um, some other questions are, are you sleeping better? That could be a good sign that you are 
maybe getting a good amount of joyful mimics. We did say earlier that um, poor sleep could be a sign of overtraining. So kind of the sweet spot would be you're sleeping pretty well as a result of getting more movement in. Like I tend to find that I have a really good night's sleep on the days that I do workouts because my body was just like more active and doing more stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, a couple others, are you able to manage stress better? That could be a sign that you are in that joyful movement zone versus overtraining where, um, you're kind of irritable and stressed all the time and anxious and moody or on the flip side too, maybe, um, Emily had mentioned, like, she likes to use movement as like a mental health benefit. Um, a lot of times I can help to manage stress to do some movement as well. So that's another benefit there. Are you feeling more alert, more energized? And are you generally feeling more determined and more empowered? Um, that's kind of hard to define. Like, what does that really like feel like? But that could yeah. be a, a side effect of getting more driven movement in. I actually have an example for this. Ooh, okay, it good. happened to me yesterday, but then my day spiraled. So <laughs> it's not going to be the best day. <laughs> so I have been trying to get myself to do like more at-home workouts and I love YouTube because there's just so many like trainers on there and it's free and I don't like paying for things. So I found this like at home mat only Pilates workout mm -hmm. and I like did it and I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't moved like this in a very long time, <laughs> but we didn't overexert ourselves, but don't worry. I didn't do anything that might've hurt me. And I was feeling like so good. I was like, I'm going to write so many blog posts. I'm going to record <laughs> so many YouTube videos. And like at the rate I was, and I was like, I'm going to go grocery shopping, do laundry, do dishes. Like I had a full day planned <laughs> and I, on the track I was going, like I would have gotten it all done. But then you saw my Instagram story. I went to Costco. Oh, <laughs> I was like cringing at that. It hurt. So I, I had gel nails on and, but it was like my real nail. And since it's gel, it holds it together a little bit easier, but I like had to get new dish soap and dish soap is like heavy. And I like went to pick it up leading with my thumb and it like cracked my nail uh, uh, and it was like halfway down. Uh, so like I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't like cut the nail because like half my finger would be exposed and I spiraled. <laughs> I was not doing well. I had like, I actually made an emergency. I like do my own nails normally, but I'm like, I need a professional to save this nail because it hurts so much. So I got it. I went to the nail salon and they fixed it, but it was like, normally that would not happen where like we were starting off really good with exercise for the day. And then just something was thrown at me. <laughs> yeah, I was, that was unpredictable, but it was a good start to the day, a very good start. <laughs> it was just that the universe had other plans for me. It was like, you had a really great first half to your day. Well, well, do you want this curveball? <laughs> You're not going to get all of that. You were a little bit too happy. Like we got to reel it back a little bit. Yeah. We have to humble her. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was a good start. I feel like probably if I did the same thing today again, or like tomorrow, I'm 
not going to be, I'm going to be much more cautious one now. Yeah. You won't always break a nail after a good workout. So no, no, take this as a lesson to not exercise. (laughs) No, this is not for that. Maybe it's a lesson to not recklessly throw your hands at things. (laughs) Emily's throwing (laughs) hands. (laughs) At dish though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, I don't know. You just feel like more motivated and good. Like when really you do does. a workout, you like. Exactly. Like if you like from the flip side, I've done like half marathons that I was not training. I did not train for. I wanted to like collapse. That makes me want to up. up. <laughs> I was like, why did I do this? This was not fun for me. That's, and that's I, so far. 13, you're like at mile nine and you have four more miles oh to go. Oh my God. Like that's, oh, cheers to the people that do it. I'm, I don't know. I have a goal to do a marathon at least once, but I know I'm going to probably walk like a ton of it. Cause I'm like, there's just, there's no way. But it's more of like the mental win, but yeah, no. But then there are some people that just like casually go out and run like 10 miles a day and they love it. Couldn't be me. (laughs) That's okay though. That's okay. Okay. So we've kind of talked about this next point though, where we're actually... We've talked, I feel like we've honestly talked about both of us talking about this like more recently on social media is like mm-hmm. you don't need to be doing three hours in the gym or like a 10 mile run <laughs> for it to count. Like you don't have to be sweating profusely. You don't have to be sore immediately after. Um, it, even if the workout's like 15 minutes or under an hour, it still counts. Even if you didn't work out like seven times a week, and or five times a week or whatever your goal was it still counts and even if it's a walk walking is highly underrated walking is my favorite thing I think like I love weightlifting too but walking might be up there it's so great (laughs) I gotta be careful when I say the w word Finn's gonna come out of the woodwork (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah like you don't need to be like whatever your perception of exercise is, I feel like we all have this like specific idea of what a good workout looks like or okay. what it should feel like. And that is not accurate. It's yeah, just moving your body in like some capacity. Like cleaning your house. Like maybe that won't be your movement every day, but it like, it moves your body. Like I know I'm like sweating mm-hmm. and panting and like overheated when I clean my house. Like I get into it. <laughs> I get, I get overheated with dishes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> dishes are the worst. Dishes are the bane of my existence. I hate them. And yes. I'm trying to like reframe it and think, okay, I get to eat a lot of meals. I eat at home frequently, which I love being at my house. So it's a positive thing that I have a lot of dirty dishes, but doing them is just so annoying. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. And I take, it's not like fast. No, it's- no. It goes faster if like Ross and I can do it together, but it doesn't always work out that way mm-hmm. with our opposite schedules, but it's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of, like you mentioned, like you don't have to always like do a three hour workout or go for a 10 mile run. I always see these TikToks of like 
they're usually bodybuilders and they're just like trembling and lifting this ridiculous amount of weight. And they're like, they're training so hard, which is great. Like I, I'm not against like pushing your body to its limits in certain capacities. Mm-hmm. Um, but the comments are always like, Oh, I wish I could be that strong or that determined or work that hard. But like, there's no way they're able to do that every single day, every single yeah. workout, like your body cannot do that. And that's okay. Like you'll have workouts that are really tough. And like, it is good to like in the weightlifting world, like test your one rep max and like really have like a really high intense workout, but also you can't do that every day or else your body is never going to recover. And you actually won't build muscle or strength as optimally as you want to. Um, so to that point, again, it's, it's okay. And great to have those really tough workouts and like push your body in that way, but you can't do that every single time. It's just not not the best approach. Yeah. You'll probably end up injuring yourself too. Exactly. Which then, then you won't be able to work out for six weeks unless you ignore doctor's orders. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Our next tip, we've got a few more here. Um, I like this one. It's all about building mm-hmm. activity into daily living. We talked about like cleaning, like you don't think of that as like your workout for the day, or I don't want to say for the day that like you have to work out every day, but you don't think of that as a workout, but it is moving your body. Like some other examples could be parking your car further away. Um, like depending where you work, if you do drive to work, can you park your car in like a different lot? Um, taking the stairs instead of the elevator. When I was an intern, I worked at a hospital that it's seven floors, seven oh, stories. Did and you walk all seven stories? Of course. And the RDs <laughs> are in the basement, of course, in a windowless yes. office. Very Typical. on on trend on brand hard or (sighs) yeah but I wouldn't do it every time but I would try to like go from the basement to seventh floor and it was really hard (laughs) um (laughs) but if you can if you're able if it makes sense to do that like once in a while taking the stairs instead of the elevator could be a good way to move your body not that you should feel guilty if you ever do go from the basement to seventh seventh floor with the elevator like you can totally do that too um but if it does help to move your body more that could be a good thing to try out yeah. Um, walking the dog <laughs> could be a good one. Um, if you're able to ride your bike to work, um, when you travel or like, if you go to work and you have to wear like business casual, perhaps like you could bring shoes with you. So you can go for those W A L K's when you're able to, um, perhaps like choosing hotels that have exercise facilities, Or again, if you are traveling, like bring something small with you, like a jump rope or bands, or of course there are tons of body weight workouts too, that you could do with literally just your body weight. And I want to point out too, like, these are of course, really helpful tips, hopefully for you to build this into your daily life, but you should never feel guilty. If you don't bring your jump rope on a vacation, like it's okay to just like enjoy your vacation too. Yeah. Another way to incorporate joyful movement is to be comfortable you don't need to be work. And this is more of like, if you're wearing clothes that don't fit or aren't appropriate for the weather, it might not be comfortable and fun. So like wear clothes that allow you to move and breathe. If you feel uncomfortable, like showing a lot of skin, I, those like workout sets are really popular where it's like the same color. And, um, I'm thinking of like women, not men. I don't really know what men wear because I don't, I only see runners and we are just shirts and shorts or like leggings. It is, 
but I feel like this is more popular probably in like the gym setting where like like the sports bra and like um if you feel uncomfortable like you don't have to look put together at the gym and you can wear like an oversized light t-shirt leggings or like bike shorts so whatever it is that you're just comfortable and feel good in then you're going to perform (laughs) the best (laughs) with whatever exercise you're doing and luckily a lot of like clothing brands are expanding to larger sizes and being more inclusive so if like you do want to dress cute which there's nothing wrong with that I know I like said like you don't have to look to put together but like also some people just like it's like the feel good look good feel good is it or Mm -hmm whatever that phrase is, like if you feel good as well and you feel more confident in it, maybe then invest in some like clothing pieces that will make your workout more enjoyable. It's kind of like just figuring out what works best for you from either side of it. And you don't have to always like wear clothes that you feel cute in or like you don't have to always wear like the comfy clothes. You can switch it up and do whatever kind of you're feeling that day as well. Also comfortable shoes are very important. I feel like no matter what you're doing, unless you're swimming, I feel like (laughs) maybe that's the only one I can think of really that doesn't need maybe yoga. Does that matter as much? Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, Maybe Pilates, depending on what kind of Pilates you're doing. Yeah. But yeah, most things, shoes are important. Yes. So like, it's okay to also invest in shoes that will be comfortable because not only is that good from like we've been talking about comfortability from this standpoint but also like injury prevention we don't want you rolling an ankle or doing anything with your feet that could lead to a long injury yeah exactly all right our next tip is kind of obvious but our next tip for finding joyful movement is to make it fun of course again the more fun you have with it the more you'll actually want to keep doing it and a part of this tip, I'll get to it now, actually, it's on the bottom of our list, but is to diversify. Like we keep talking about, like, if you like to lift weights, lift weights, if you like to run, go for runs, but you can do like both of those things too. Or you could like do those and yoga. You could do, I think you can literally do whatever you want to do. It can actually be really beneficial for those who maybe get kind of bored to do a lot of different things to kind of mix it up. Um, so other ideas could be taking like an exercise class at like a local YMCA or a gym. You can like make new friends in this way too, which is always super fun. Um, you could join like a team sport, like play soccer or volleyball with um, like a, a team, whether it's like people, you know, or you could make new friends doing it by yourself, which could be super fun if you're into that. It sounds like my nightmare, but it could be fun if you're into that kind of thing. Um, I also want to say too, that if you don't think you're very good at it, it's still okay to like get out there and just like have fun with it. Like, usually when you're playing a team sport at our <laughs> adult I'm, age, like you're not like playing with pros. I'm, I'm just imagining how much you don't like everything you're saying right now. I know, I know you'd be like competitive and be like, we have to win, especially if it was soccer. <laughs> I don't yeah. think you'd do well in a rec. No, I was going to say, I hate being bad at things too. So you will not catch me playing a sport. I'm not good at, but if you like to experiment and you're okay with being bad at things, go nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These tips don't apply to me or people like me who are very competitive. Like, yeah. And also antisocial at the same time. 
like if I'm going to join a team sport, I'm going to know everyone who's playing they're all going to be close friends, no strangers. I'm not meeting new people every week. Absolutely not. <laughs> and I'm also going to be, be the best one on the team too. I will not be losing any games. <laughs> yeah. Now, here we go. This is up my alley. Work out at home. That could be a great thing to try if you are a little introverted um, or if you're just like really busy, like if getting like driving to the gym, being there for 30 minutes to an hour, driving home, showering, like it doesn't fit into your schedule. Um, you can always do home workouts. That is more than fine. And you can make, make it fun too, by like turning on a TV show, if that fits the vibe or when I go for my WALKs, I like to turn on an audiobook or a podcast. Those are really great for, if you're going for walks outside, like having like an audiobook or a podcast, um, just to keep your, your ears engaged. <laughs> If you don't want to be sit left with your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Which applies to me. I'd say <laughs> we don't want to listen to those. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, and I think Hannah mentioned the last one is just like incorporating a variety of movement and to yeah. keep it fun. So another little tidbit for how to incorporate joyful movement is choosing a form of exercise that makes you feel good. And the way to identify kind of like, this is actually making me feel good. It's like, how's your mood when you get your like heart rate up and you start getting sweaty? Would you rather take it slower and participate in like slower movement? The beauty of it is there isn't like a specific criteria for like, you need to do X amount of low intensity and X amount of high intensity for this long, for this many times a day. It's really finding like, whether it's like daily living movement that Hannah talked about with like walking upstairs or walking farther away from the car or walking your dog. And then also like finding just like different forms of exercise that you actually enjoy that might not be that stereotypical like exercise regimen we think of with like the weightlifting and whatnot, but it could be maybe like walking and Pilates or biking, whatever it is. And I feel like now I realize I jumped the gun on the different categories of exercise you can incorporate, but find some either from like the different categories or just like one you'd want to try that would spark some joy inside of you. So like, so when we think of like, well, the three categories we're going to talk about are aerobic strength and activity, aerobic exercise. We might think of like walking, running, swimming, jump roping, dancing, stuff like that, biking. Strength might be more of like those weight machines. We think of going to the gym, dumbbells, kettlebells, resistance bands, resistance bands you can do at home. Mm -hmm. So it's not at the gym. Still can incorporate some strength training there or even like body weight workouts. You could incorporate some strength there as well at home. Um, for our at home crowd who don't want to go to the gym. Represent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then some different types of like activity exercise are like sports, like some of those like rec teams, uh, climbing, bouldering, hiking, kayaking, stuff like that. I feel like that's what I like the best. Don't spoil. That's our bonus question. Today. I know. I, I looked at that ahead of time. So I started thinking about it now. <laughs> I know we've kind of but, given our answers away a little bit today yeah. too, but, but you'll have to listen to the bonus question for my actual answer. Yeah. Just, we'll debrief. Yeah. We'll debrief. <laughs> And our last tip might sound a little bit backwards, but our last tip is to incorporate rest because rest is productive. Get it tattooed on your body. You got to rest. Um, 
I think we need that sometimes. We often forget that it's actually good. Like not only is it okay, but it's actually a good thing to just like chill the heck out sometimes. Yeah. Um, this is mostly a, a sign for myself to do more of that. That's okay. It's self-awareness is key and we're not perfect. And That's right. We're talking about our flaws. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I feel like that'd be a cool tattoo, like the word rest and like a period. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's like period. Yeah. Can we <laughs> trademark that? <laughs> no. Mm. I don't know, but how could we use that in our business? We could definitely use it somehow. They could make a shirt. Should we bring back the merch yeah. and the, the shirts just say rest? Shirt. We can do like stickers. Yeah. Um, we could do, what else do people like? Mugs. Mugs. Hats. Ooh, that'd be cute hats. Oh, that would be cute. I'd wear that. If we could do like monochromatic too, I feel like that's coming in style a lot mm-hmm. more. Okay. We'll pin that for later. <laughs> TBD. Yeah. But rest is great and very important. It is. And there are times when it might even be better to rest than to do a workout. Like my first thought is like, if you don't get enough sleep, um, I am generally a morning workout person, especially like in college, I was the 5am crowd every single day for the most part, which that's a whole other story. But anyway, um, like even if I didn't get enough sleep, I would still be there like ready to go. And if I didn't, if I did like allow myself to sleep in, I would always feel super guilty about it. But if you get like five hours of sleep, going to the gym and doing a strenuous workout, adding more stress to your already stressed, tired body is not beneficial at all. Like there are times where sleep, actually a lot of times where sleep is going to be the best thing that you can do for yourself. Yeah. Um, rest and walking are the two most underrated things we'll talk about today. Doesn't get enough love. Walking is so great. Like if that's your Very thing fun. to do, especially when it's nice out like it is now, finally, like go nuts. So great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So overall, mindful movement is really great. You can include it in like an intuitive eating slash anti-diet slash haze approach. It will, we want exercise to not be a punishment and not fun for you. It doesn't have to be. This is just a different mindset to kind of go about it that might be a little bit more positive on like your physical health and your mental health with like your body and exercise and potentially food as well. Mm-hmm. So all in all, we challenge you to reflect on your relationship with exercise and potentially incorporate maybe some movement that you enjoy. It makes you feel good and feel good about yeah. yourself too. That exactly. always helps when you're feeling good. Exactly. I feel like intuitive eating is represented on social media as a thing where it is just resting and it is just eating donuts and pizza, but that wouldn't feel very good. Like intuitive eating is about eating things that are nutritious and doing exercise. It's just not about doing those things in a diety way. So yeah, it fits. It'll make you feel good. That's the whole point is to make you feel good. Um, so yeah, like Emily said, we challenge you to unpack your current relationship with movement. That's today's takeaway. Yes. So 
I know you want to hear what our form of movement is, but you're going to have to check, listen to the bonus question for that. (laughs) So yeah, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next week and comment on the blog post or comment on the episode post or on the website, what forms of joyful movement you like. You're going to challenge yourself to incorporate. Or if you're going to challenge yourself to rest, that also be great. Support that too. We support that. Good luck. Cool. All All right, right, guys. Bye, guys. See you next week. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of the Upbeat Dietitians with your hosts, Emily Krause and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at The Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.